When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast whose soul is in its hole. Oh, oh, oh. Come find it. Yeah. <laughs> you know I have no soul. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... We're going to talk about neo-pronouns. Neo-pronouns. Yeah. Uh, you love them. Uh, but, but first... <laughs> but first, some programming notes. Some programming notes. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles is sold out. You waited too long. You're fucked now. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yep. So (laughs) if you want to go to Houston, make sure you get on it so that you don't miss your chance to see us live. Yeah. We'll be in Houston on October the 15th at noon at Kiki. Quick note about Los Angeles, though. Uh, Akbar does have another room. So if you want to come and hang out and not see the show, you can still come for like the meet and greet part or whatever. Um, You just won't get to sit down and you won't get a cocktail. So consider that. But that's uh, that's on uh, uh, September the 10th at 4 p.m. at Akbar. Sweet. And also make sure you buy your Houston tickets soon because pre-sale is ending on September 1st. So buy your tickets before that. Do they have to buy them on September 1st or before that? Before that. August 31st is the last day. So today, if you're not a Patreon supporter and you're listening to this the day that it drops, today is the last day to buy tickets at the pre-sale price. Uh, the cost for Houston goes up six bucks uh, on Friday. Cool. Um, we also have our 350th episode coming up. That'll be the next episode that comes out. Uh, we are doing a live stream to celebrate it, which takes place on September 3rd at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. You can find the event details on our Facebook page. And to celebrate, we have two things going on. One, send us your questions. We always do a Q&A for every 50th episode. So send in questions to Gayish Podcast plus the plus sign 350 at gmail.com by September 1st so that we can answer your questions. What do you want to know about Mike? What do you want to know about me? We need we need your questions. And what do you want to know about Derek? That's fine, too. We don't care. Oh. Just, sure. I'm taking I'm taking the lack of questions so far as a sign that nobody gives a shit about us, Kyle. Aww. Everybody fucking hates us. And I don't even know why they're listening. Wow. Really <laughs> trying to pull at the sympathy thing. I don't know. Is it working? Is I it don't working? know. We'll, we'll see on September 1st. <laughs> We also have a t-shirt design contest also due by September 1st. Uh, design a Team Kyle and or a Team Mike shirt. And Mike and I will pick our favorite ones to sell in the merch store. Uh, if yeah. you want to design one for Mike, then he'll pick his favorite. Design one for me, I'll pick my favorite. And we're excited to see what you come up with. Yeah. And we have at least one submission that is like, I guess both. I'm not quite sure. I, I like... Ma Johnson has a submission, everybody. So like that's <laughs> it's it's a high bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get those in by September 1st. Great. Um, and now the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 Uh news the first. Kyle, do you know who Alice Cooper is? Uh 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 Alice. It's the Alice of Alice. Alice and the Blowfish. Who? What's that band called? 
<laughs> it's Alice in Chains because Alice, Alice Cooper is in Chains. Alice and the Blowfish is also fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, so rock star Alice Cooper, who is known for being a shock rocker and also built a career partly out of playing with with gender expectations because he wore a fuck ton of mascara all the time. He's the, like the goth kind of rocker that had like the crazy, crazy black all around the inside of his eye. Uh, for for a long time anyway his real name is vincent damon fernier fernier and uh he is one of a number of male musicians lately that have decided to be transphobic as fuck for like Hmm. no no reason wait i don't know why we care but uh, he's known as the godfather of shock rock. And he said, quote, I find it wrong when you've got a six-year-old kid who has no idea. He just wants to play. And you're confusing him, telling him, yeah, you're a boy, but you could be a girl if you want. You're still trying to find your identity. And yet there's this thing going on saying, yeah, but you can be anything you want. You can be a cat if you want to be. I mean, if you identify as a tree, a guy can walk into a women's bathroom at any time and just say, I just feel like I'm a woman today and have the time of his life in there. And I just, I just... First of all, this idea that the dudes who are like, I can just say that I'm a woman and, quote, have the time of my life in there says so much about like what apparently goes on in straight dudes brains. Like, yeah, I like, are you really just like one second away from just being a fucking perv? I'm so disturbed by that as like a line of reasoning. Yes. If someone lies and says they're a woman to go into the woman's bathroom, that is a problem with cis men. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I'm, 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 I'm giving this story not because I give a flying fuck about Alice Cooper or his horse shit, uh, but uh, he has just lost his deal with vampire cosmetics. So he had a, a huge... <laughs> A huge uh, deal working with uh, Vampire Cosmetics, um, who is part of his, the, you know, trademark black eyeliner. And it's a goth-themed makeup brand. Uh, they had a bunch of like microphone-style lipsticks and guitar and amp-shaped makeup palettes that were Alice Cooper goth makeup for dudes, and they're like, "No, no, fuck you, Alice. <laughs> we're done," and have dropped him as their spokesperson. I think it's one of those cases where everyone assumes their own experience is universal. Like because I played with gender things, but I knew that I was a man the whole time. Anyone who plays with gender then is definitely a man like I am. And that's not the case. Some people play with gender because they are actually a woman. Like he's just assuming his experience is what literally everyone has. And that's just not how it works. Yep. It's just not how it works. Also, no one's identifying as a tree. That's just not happening. Or a cat. Or, or a like, cat. Like, I mean, sometimes they do. Sure, maybe. But it's not like. Do they? It, it, there, are no litter boxes, there are no litter boxes in classrooms, which is that was a favorite right wing talking point um, last year, especially. But Well, there, I think there was one, but that was as a um, in case there was school a school shooter. shooting and they need yep. to lock the door and people need to go to the bathroom. So it's this horrifying idea of like what we're doing to our kids because of guns, not because of trans issues. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Dick bag, fuck face assholes. Kyle is Alice Cooper on the list now of nominees. Yes. Is anybody out there keeping track of who we've nominated? Because I think that, I think that we should have just like, we should give an award every year and it's yeah. just whoever, whoever we've mentioned, then like we'll decide on a December show who, who gets the award this year. 
Uh, news the second. Great. There is a student in Russia named Max. No last name given, and I'm not sure if it's because Max is like Madonna and only has one name or if this is a protection thing. Anyway, he was an architecture student at a Russian university and was kicked out because they found his YouTube channel where he talks about his love of makeup. Mm -hmm. He was charged under the LGBTQ plus propaganda law that we've talked about a million Mm -hmm. times on the show that passed in 2013. So he was he studied architecture and urban planning at Cuban State University in Krasnodar, a city in southern Russia, for three years. But uh, in his spare time, he shared his passion for the artistry of makeup on Instagram and YouTube. And so somebody reported him to the police for supposedly promoting LGBTQ plus propaganda. Quote, they told me that I was promoting sex change among minors. Hmm. It's it's nothing unusual, just concealer, some BB cream, brows are a bit done, but it's nothing out of the ordinary, just the usual everyday makeup. They told me I was promoting sex change among minors because of some of the because some of the makeup I did on my video tutorials were artsy, kind of extra. Some of them were like drag as well because I would wear wigs and stuff. Basically, how they explained it is that I was promoting sex change because, well, he's a man and he's dressed like a woman and it's forbidden in Russia and putting it on the Internet means that you're promoting it among minors. Um, it, it, it's it's really, really scary. It's really scary, Kyle. This is another thing that's not happening. Like no one is ha- doing surgery on minors. When when people talk about gender affirming care, that the right has really run with that message in the U.S., of course, I'm talking about like has really run with that message and it's caught on. But when we talk about gender affirming care for kids that are under 18, let's say, we're talking about using the name they asked to be they ask you to use using the pronouns they ask you to use dressing however they want to dress like those are the things we're talking about no one's talking about doing surgery on minors that's just not happening and people are creating this fear and turmoil that says that we're doing all this surgery on minors and it's it's just not happening yep it's just not happening but yet yet people are being told it is and it's the biggest problem that's ever happened like it's a scary idea if if you believe it if that's a scary idea, doing surgery on minors, like, yeah, I don't like that either. And also, that's what why they're manufacturing it. I go through this thing of like, I don't know, if we were doing surgery on minors, again, we're not, at least not in mass, not in a way that like Republicans are telling us that we are. I also think that should be okay, mm. because I don't think that the narrative that Timmy woke up one morning and decided that he wanted to be a girl because he's he's just gets to do that. And then so we cut his ding dong off like that's the messaging that's not happening. But I bet that there are legitimate cases where to save the life of the child, like they know that they are trans and medical intervention could be done early. And Mm -hmm. I it would be with the support of counselors and doctors and the parents. And it would be like not a light decision that would lead us there. And I think if that's the direction that proper medical care of this person takes them, we should support that. Right. So I don't know, like I get torn between that's not happening. And so what if it was, (laughs) it's not, well, it's, it's not the capriciousness of a child here. Right. Right. We, uh, the doctors are involved in medical decisions and know what's best for children. 
and they and you know oftentimes it's puberty blockers if anything that yep. to delay puberty in yep. which is a completely yep. reversible and cis people use at times as well uh getting back to max here uh so oh right so at first he thought that he was being arrested because he had made social media posts where he said that he quote wished ukrainians could be free hmm. and that, that that's that's what he thought he was getting arrested for was just anti-war propaganda um but then no it, it was it was ultimately because this was grooming he was he, hmm. <laughs> by, just by doing a youtube about how much he loves makeup yeah. um the uh, the pink news article about this points out that since the war in ukraine in 2022 more than 1.3 million people have escaped russia most wow. of which were young people and a lot of which have been identified as lgbtq people who are trying to get away from the regime um all of that's from the uk ministry of defense hmm. it just and the, the part that sucks about that is then there's no there's no visibility and it's not on those people i'm not saying it's those people's responsibility to be there and be visible so that they can move the needle and we know that queer people being visible in a space moves the needle towards acceptance and so yeah if there's like a rainbow vacuum that's happening in russia it means it's probably going to get worse before it gets better you know yeah yeah you i mean that's why the first people to stand up and say that they're gay and be out is both really res amazing and impressive and awesome and also very dangerous because yeah yeah you have people like russia that could just arrest you because of that um yeah. so it's it's hard to to be that person knowing you're signing up for what could be a death sentence yep yep uh okay news the last kyle news the last News the last. So this last May, there were several Muslim, Jewish, and Christian families who sued Montgomery County Public Schools, which that's in the state of Maryland. And the lawsuit said that there were LGBTQ plus storybooks that were being used in public school classrooms and that the use of those books uh, forced religious parents like themselves to either compromise on their beliefs or take their kids out of the public school system. So in Maryland, students are allowed to opt out of certain lessons. So like the family life and human sexuality curriculum, for instance, you have to send home like a permission slip and, and parents have to say like, yes, it's okay to explain the birds and the bees to my kid because I'm too chicken shit to do it or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, there is no such opt out for, for these books, which were part of the curriculum in some classrooms. Um, the books that, pa that parents didn't want their kids to hear, which were not mandatory reading in every classroom, include Love, Violet, which is a story about a girl who develops a crush on her classmate, and My Rainbow, the tale of a mom who makes a colorful wig for her trans daughter. Uh, so the school district has said that those books are age and developmentally, uh, developmentally appropriate and said, no, you can't pull your kids from those lessons. Um, and that's what spurned this 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 lawsuit. Anyway, I, I buried the lead a little bit. Uh, a judge named Boardman, uh, Judge Boardman, ruled that no, you're full of shit. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt your religion, you dumbasses. Hmm. Um, great, and, that's great. Yep, Judge Boardman ruled that the parents failed to show that schools not having an opt-out policy would result in the indoctrination of their children or otherwise coerce their children to violate or change their religious beliefs. 
she added that with or without the right to opt out, quote, parents remain free to pursue their sacred obligations to instruct their children in their faiths. Even if their children's exposure to religiously offensive ideas makes the parents' efforts less likely to succeed, that does not amount to a government-imposed burden on their religious exercise. Hmm. Basically, basically saying what I think is how I would be as a parent, which is you can't stop your kid from being exposed to ideas. All you can do is try to give them a sense of right or wrong and how to be a good consumer. And that's basically what this judge is saying. Like, no, just exposing them to these ideas that you don't like isn't an infringement on your religion. Teach your kid better if that's what you want for them. Yeah. 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 You have an obligation as a parent to teach them what you want to teach them. And school has an obligation to teach them things like truth <laughs> and yep. history and science and shit. Yep. Absolutely. And, and and once again, it seems very much like they object to our existence being discussed, right? Yeah. There, there's, there's no circumstance in which an eight-year-old is being exposed to g- gay porn, which is right. what, what they want to say is happening. It's just not... But just merely saying that like gay people are a thing is, is apparently the most hurtful, offensive thing that we could say to their young, impressionable, bullshit yeah. asshole child. Which those parents are the reason it's all the more important that we do introduce these ideas at school because they sure aren't getting the equality message and the love everyone message at home. And yep. hopefully they're getting that from school because they're the ones that probably need to hear that the most. Yep. <sighs> well, that's the news. That's the news. Um, I want to thank the following Patreon members. A, just A. Thanks. Just I A? Can, I can pronounce that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got it. Nailed what is it. Ah. Uh? Fuck, Mike. Maybe. <laughs> Louis Emilio. Nzep. 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 Yeah. Uh, Hannah C. Rob hmm. Hudson. Dehan Levick. Mm. Thank you all so much for supporting us. <laughs> uh, thanks for supporting us. You can go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast. If you want to get episodes a day early and ad free and support the show and at uh, higher levels, you can also get bonus episodes and segments and all kinds of good stuff. So check it out and use my mouth hole. Oh yeah. And if at the $15 and up level, you get to send in a hundred words and Mike has to read anything you write in. Yep. Absolutely. So also join. You, you get, half off your live show tickets that you're going to buy because you like us. Yeah. And in that case, you don't have to hit that pre-sale deadline because you get that no matter when you buy. Yeah. Yep. You want to talk about Neo pronouns? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I can't believe that I'm going to do this, Kyle. Okay. I'm going to talk about the history of Neo pronouns, but more importantly, (laughs) in, in case maybe you already know this good listener, but the thing is, there are lots of your other fellow humans on this planet who are fucking stupid who don't. <laughs> so just bear with me here. We need to talk about neo pronouns. The word neo, the prefix neo means new. So what is a pronoun? Kyle, what is a pronoun? A pronoun is a word that takes place of a person's name. That's that's pretty, pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, a pronoun is a word used instead of a noun to avoid a repetition of it. At least that was the original definition of it. Uh, it comes from the same Latin root as name or, or the word noun. And it is anything that you use to replace 
a noun with. So if we go and limit it to personal pronouns, which is what we're talking about here when we, when we, when we say neopronouns, then that is just a replacement for a particular grammatical person. First person is I, <laughs> second person is you, and third person is he, she, it, or they. Neopronouns are new additions to that set. It's a little difficult maybe to determine exactly what we mean by new, but new additions to that set and are like scoping it down that way have, have been around longer than I thought, but not as long as one might think. So even though neopronouns feel like they just kind of sprung up out of the internet age or maybe even later, like the 20 teens, they, they have, they have been around for, for, for quite a bit longer than that. So one of the first instances of a neo pronoun uh, was in 1789 when William Marshall recorded the use of ooh as a pronoun. Oh, you hmm. 1789. Yep. 1789. So, wow. so people have been replacing he and she with other shit in the English language, at least since then. Does that surprise you, Kyle Getz? Um, well, no, only because I came across that info as well when I was researching. Okay, At the time, yes, it did. Because, uh, like, and I read that neo-pronoun might be a misnomer because of how old this actually is. These, these, You're right, that it does sound like things that were created in the last 10 years by Tumblr. And it's just not. People have been trying to do this for a long, long time. Yep. Well, and I'm, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about, they a little bit later in the show. But I, I think that there is this narrative on the right that this newfangled shit is, is, is ruining the youth and destroying our <laughs> language. And it's always been some other way and they're shoving it down our throats. And the thing is, you're just fucking wrong. Yeah. You were just full stop. You are wrong. And I don't know when we as a society decided that we have to put up with people being wrong without them being told that they are wrong. So here I am. I'll do it. You are fucking wrong. If you think that this is new or novel or different, you're wrong. There you go. So apparently Thon, Thon was Scottish and that was that or that one is what that meant. And uh, in 1858, uh, it was a gender neutral pronoun uh, that American composer Charles Crosby Converse used. And yeah, so the, the thing is, what, what is, what is true is that trans folks are much more visible and much more accepted, not without difficulty, but much more visible and accepted now than at any other period of history. And the language is insufficient to describe the trans experience and the non-binary experience. And that's really what all of this is about. Like the controversy around it or the sort of clumsiness of the language is just because it, it, it is, it is that part is new <laughs> um, <laughs> ish, right? Some of these pronouns were not created to describe trans people. They were just created to have describe a, like have a gender neutral word for things, right? Like these were yeah. not, these are not necessarily uh, these days we associate it only with trans people, but some of these pronouns were created to describe a gender neutral, like someone uh, found my wallet and turned it into the lost and found. They 
deserve a reward. Like I, if I don't know the gender of the person, that's a gender neutral pronoun, but it's not necessarily, it's not about it be a person being trans or not. So I think recognizing that they can be used for non in non-trans cases is something a lot of gets lost on a lot of people. Yep. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But, but like the, it's the controversy. Yeah. That, that is new, not, not yeah. the use of other things in a gender neutral way. The controversy is new and the controversy springs up as a cultural backlash to the fact that trans people exist and have rights. Right. Uh, and uh, that conversation is, is fairly, the, the word neo pronoun itself goes back to about 2010. Hmm. And uh, a, a lot of it comes out of Tumblr, which ex- exactly as you, you, you said a little bit ago. And then there's conflict over neo pronouns, even within the gay community, which I know that we're going to talk about our personal feelings about all of it um, too, as, as, as we go. But it seems like they, as a gender neutral singular pronoun, which is not new, and I'm going to talk about that here in a little bit, but uh, that is sort of reaching critical mass. At least that's just my felt sense that mm-hmm. we used to entertain other neo pronouns, but largely a lot of that has fallen out of favor for in, in favor of just they. You said you have a list? You have a whole, like yeah. a, a whole bunch of them? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to give examples. This is from a CNN article that gave a list of neopronouns so you know exactly the words we are talking about. So here are the most common ones. This is not a full list, but most common ones are Z and Zir. So they come in twos to describe like he and his or he, him, his. Um, so Z and Zir is spelled either X-E for Z or Z-E for Z. And for Zir, it's XYR. So an example sentence is, I asked Zir to come to the movies. Z said yes. Yeah. So yep. if you were referring to someone with he and pronouns, I asked him to come to the movies. He said yes. You replace that with Z and Zir. I asked Zir to come to the movies. Z said yes. There is Faye. Why, why not Zim? Why not I asked Zim? Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why these came about or where they came from. Well, I also, I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't go over this in the history part because I knew that you were going to do like a, a list or whatever, but Z specifically yeah. is in, is in the history stuff. Um, oh, it, it, it dates back to at least 1864. Mm-hmm. So like during the civil war, there were some people that were using Z and uh, so much so that the Merriam Webster dictionary added it in 1934 but they removed it back out in 1961. So there's a there's a, a, a period there of like 30-ish years where it was in the dictionary as a gender-neutral pronoun. They were trying to make Z happen. Yeah, trying to make Z happen, and apparently they 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 failed. But yeah, it's not fucking new. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it's uh, a lot of these are pulled from someone created these in the 17 or 1800s and we're kind of picking up on them again these days. Um, there is Faye fair. So yep. if the sentence was, he told me that his best friend is in town, you'd replace that with Faye told me that fair best friend is in town. Mm-hmm. There is a M air. I am taking M to the park today. A want to bring air camera to capture the garden for M self. Hmm. And a, an air can be spelled E Y or A E and air can be spelled E I R or A E R. So the spelling of these, that's hard to like think about when you're listening to the audio version, but those are the kinds of things that we're talking about. Those are the kind of pronouns. Zizir, Fayfair, 
am air those are the those are the neo pronouns that are most common uh, and that we're referring to when we talk neo pronouns mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. should i give you some gata on them well first oh, sure but i want to ask you first hey kyle okay hey, hey mike have you have you known people that use neo pronouns other than singular they i the only time i came across it is when we were i not someone personally but someone was talking to me about a person that used zzer pronouns and so i have used them for a person that was just someone's friend who i did not know so that's one time mm-hmm. in my life that i've ever actually used them in day-to-day life what about you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i had a co-worker at who had a child that used Z, Zay, Zare pronouns. And I, I never met them, but that was my first encounter with it. And it was fairly early too, right? Like I started working there in, in uh, uh, like 2006. So this was like, I don't know, 2010, 2011. I mean, it was pretty fucking early in, hmm. in this like ecosystem. And, uh, but that was my first sort of, tangible real human example of like this is how we're going to talk about this person and, yeah um it was it was interesting yeah yeah um well that's a good lead into let's talk about how many people actually use neo pronouns great so i got data from the trevor project's 2020 national survey on lgbtq youth mental health so they surveyed 40,000, actually more than 40,000, because it's 40,001. So for more than 40,000 uh, youth that were ages 13 to 24 yeah. who lived in the U.S. Okay. Among LGBTQ youth, 75% use he, him, or she, her only. Okay. Okay. Then the remaining 25%. How does that break down? Uh, 16% use a combination of he, she, or they. 5% use they, them only. And 4% use neo-pronouns or a combination of uh, pronouns, including neo-pronouns. So ultimately, of the LGBTQ youth they surveyed, 4% use neo-pronouns. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Is that higher or smaller than you thought? It seems higher. And the reason it, the reason it seems higher, well, I mean, first, I don't, I don't fucking know enough gen alpha <laughs> kids to like know what the fuck they're doing these days. But um, <laughs> it, it just, it seems like four out of a hundred. I know a lot of fucking queer people, Kyle. And mm-hmm. I, to, to, I think that four out of a hundred, I would have run into more than I have, but mm-hmm. that just makes me wonder if it's so much harder to communicate that or talk about that. And like, maybe because people are sort of iffy about it, like people just haven't told me their pronouns so that I could practice. Cause they're just exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Maybe it's some people that even if they use neo pronouns just at work or in group settings, they don't know what the reception is going to be. And they might just be like, just use they, them like what? I, I don't want to yeah. do this whole thing with you today. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you mentioned younger generations, but there is data about adults. So data from the 2021 LGBTQ community survey, which is done by CMI, surveyed 15, more than 15,000 LGBTQ people in the United States. And of those 15,000, what percentage of LGBTQ adults use neo-pronouns? Oh, two. Yes. You got oh, it. Really? <laughs> 
This, I think this is the first time in the show's history that you got the exact number. Yay. I've, Yay. I have streamers in my pocket for this moment. Um. Uh, that's yeah. it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cacciatore <laughs> studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 2% of LGBTQ adults use neo pronouns. Okay. Is that higher or lower than you thought? Uh, still seems higher than still higher? my personal experience, but, but, but again, I, who, who knows? Like it, I, there yeah. might be other reasons why I've been unaware that people use them, but they haven't, hasn't gotten in my thick fucking skull. Yeah. And I think part of this helps to show that it is not just younger generations. The number is not zero when we survey LGBTQ adults. It is yeah. 2%. So it, the number is growing, it seems, when you look at younger people versus adults, um, yeah. which aligns with just LGBTQ identification. People, there are more LGBTQ identified people in younger generations, probably because it's more accepted. They see more representation. It's safer to come out these days. All those reasons. Yeah. 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 So I just wanted to estimate how many actual people we're talking about. So I took the average of those and assumed that 3% of LGBTQ people use neo pronouns. Um, Mm -hmm. 3% is between the two and four. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could do that average really good in my head. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if there are 330 million people in the U S and 10% are LGBTQ and 3% of them use neo pronouns, that leaves us with just under a million people, uh, in the U S mm. that use neo pronouns. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But it's just a tiny percentage, Kyle. Why, why should we care about them? Cause it's a fuck ton of people. You fuckers. That's a decent number of people. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's both a decent number of people and it's not, it's not that half of LGBTQ people are using these. Like, I think the right makes everything into like, there's this huge, every child is now using crazy pronouns. Like, I think they make it into a bigger thing than it really is. So it's both bigger and smaller. I think than you might expect. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And on the Trevor project, that national survey that I was, where I was getting this data, they had this reminder that I just wanted to read trans and non-binary youth who reported having their pronouns respected by all or most people in their lives attempted suicide at half the rate of those who did not have their pronouns respected. So Hmm. just one last stat to keep in mind when we're talking about pronouns. Yeah. Yeah. When people say, call me this fucking do it. Yeah. Yep. Well, so I keep saying this shit isn't new. Yeah. 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 Even though people think it's new, this shit isn't new. You know, it's the most not new people who bitch about singular. They. Oh, yeah. Everyone is like, well, I'm a grammar nerd and they is plural. Fuck you right in the asshole. You dick bag. Don't Don't give them that. That that's a good thing. (laughs) Fuck you right in the ear hole. Singular. They is newer than plural. They by about a hundred years singular they emerges in the 14th century kyle damn it is very old (laughs) (laughs) it is 700 years old and uh it's interesting because the sort of like pedanticness about the use of they as a singular came out of the mid 18th century. So there were a bunch of, uh, of language nerds who decided to be fuckers about shit 
a whole bunch of shit, not just singular they, but um, uh, the like don't end a sentence with a preposition that also comes out of that same sort of movement in 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 the uh, in the mid 18th century. Hmm. But they just they just decided that they didn't like it and started making rules about it. But hmm. it acts ac- absolutely was not how it was being used in colloquial vernacular. But but yeah, so it's it's just it is not new. It is not new at all. So if, if somebody says that they is plural and only plural and only ever plural, fuck you, you're wrong again. <laughs> here I am to tell you, you are fucking wrong. Um, so it, it of course did first arrive on the scene as a way to refer to a specific person whose gender is unknown at which I, I, I forget if you did an example. Did you just do an example of this? Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah. Anyway, so so yeah, that, that that is that is where it came came from, but uh, then in in the early twenty first century, it became sort of a favorite for people who do not identify as male or female. But the earliest example of it being written is in this poem of unknown um, unknown origin. We don't know who wrote it, but there's a French romance poem that was translated into English called "William and the Werewolf," <laughs> and that is where the, the first example of singular they. So uh, Guillaume, who is uh, a like a nobody in this poem, uh, is brought up at the court of the emperor of Rome. And he falls in love with the emperor's daughter, Melior, who is supposed to be married off to a Greek prince. But like Romeo and Juliet style, like they're so fucking in love that they're going to break all the rules. So they flee into the woods disguised in bearskins. <laughs> now, Alfonso, who is Guillaume's cousin and is a Spanish prince, so apparently Guillaume is a royal of some kind. I, this part, that part didn't make any sense to me. But he was changed into a wolf by his stepmother's enchantments. So he's a werewolf, but he feeds and protects them. And it's my understanding. This is the part that I can't prove, but I'm just going to state it confidently. And then, and then people can at me when I'm wrong about it. Great. The gender of the werewolf is unknown, so they refer to it as they because it's acting like a person hmm. and not a wolf. So because it's taking care of these kids, it, they, they say they brought them food, they provided them shelter and protected them. Hmm. And uh, so I think I think it's an awesome idea that maybe if you are a non-binary person or a trans person and you use they as your pronouns, you are a badass werewolf. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So uh, eventually Guillaume, because of the help of this werewolf, like um, triumphs over Alfonso's father, wins back from him his kingdom. Uh, the werewolf turns back into a dude. He gets to marry Guillaume's sister. It's like, it's, 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 a, it's a whole thing. But <laughs> yeah, that, that poem um, has been around since uh, the French version was written in the 13th century. And this translation that uses singular, they was in, was in, in the 14th century. So 13, 1350 something. Damn. That's um, so early. That's so much earlier than I think most people would realize. Yeah. Yeah. It's singular. They has been around forever. And to say otherwise is just fucking wrong. So yeah. you can, and that is the sort of pedanticness with which, I shall not put up or whatever <laughs> <laughs> up with which I shall not put is what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to know that that ending with a preposition is just kind of made up too. like 
that's not an actual thing. You don't actually have to do that. You can end well, sentences with a preposition. So that, that whole movement is called prescriptivism. And it's the idea that there are rules and laws about language that must be followed. And to color outside of them is incorrect and or yeah. uh, a, more likely a sign of low breeding. There's a whole bunch of mm. like social contract shit about about speaking improperly, meaning that you are lowborn. And it, it really is just just classist patriarchal horseshit. Mm-hmm. We see similar things like when the Ebonics movement happens uh, later in in the in the nineties. African American vernacular is the, the the more correct way to to refer to it. Black people speak differently. That is not bad, and it is mm-hmm. not because they are less than. It's because that's how they speak. And so yeah. I, I say I say all the time prescriptivism is dead and when i say prescriptivism is dead i'm saying like it's not up to you to to decide if enough people are using it a certain way that's correct that's how i feel about gif versus gif kyle it's a fucking gif the guy who invented the file format says it's gif i give zero fucks it is now (laughs) in the common vernacular people say gif he and everyone else need to be over it prescriptivism is dead yeah i I think you just sound real snooty when you try to say jif because you're like oh i know a fact about the guy who created it i'm gonna make sure you know that i know this fact about yeah. this guy like you're, i don't know it feels like you're trying to push some way of speaking on to people that just doesn't matter like why are you holding on to that so tightly <laughs> yep yep I will I will wrap up the singular they portion and hand it back to you for whatever is next uh, by saying that they was named word of the year for 2015 by the American Dialect Society. Hmm. It was word of the year for Merriam-Webster Dictionary in 2019. And in 2020, the American Dialect Society selected it as word of the decade for the 2010s. So, um, you know, even even word nerds understand and are down with they as being used as a a singular pronoun. So uh, that's it's the fact that words can win awards is kind of a weird thing. But yeah, they has won some prestigious awards. (laughs) They've won more awards than this podcast. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, I am going to talk about or give you some quotes from the internet about neo pronouns. Um, I like to especially use the voice of people who actually do this and make sure they, their voices are included in this conversation. So first I will tell you about Dua Saleh. I don't, that's my best run at that. A musician and actor who appeared on Netflix's sex education and uses the pronouns they and Z. So, Soleil told uh, their social media following in 2020 after Z started to use Z pronouns that quote, it's really affirming to find the pronouns that are right for you. Soleil also told, told complex. I don't know what that is. Maybe a magazine told complex in 2022 quote. I just like the Neo pronouns. I feel like they fit me better. Not all the time, but they're just fitting. There's an element where I'm just like, oh, this sounds really nice or this sounds nice coming out of my mouth or hearing other people say it. Hmm. Hmm. So that's some of the validation that people get from using their correct pronouns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The HRC page as well. I also like to look at, you know, major organizations to see what their 
you know, pages or statements or beliefs are on various things. And the HRC has a page about neo pronouns. A lot of it is explanatory, just helping people understand what they are. But they also include this sentence. When someone chooses to use neo pronouns, they are expressing their authentic selves and deserve our respect. And then later they say, quote, neo pronouns are a wonderful expression of our society's diversity and using the correct pronouns for someone is a great way to show your allyship. And finally, I will read this from Reddit. Someone made a comment about this on Reddit. I keep saying that I use they, them only because that's the closest I can get to my preferred pronouns without completely losing any professional credibility in a world where it was normalized and wouldn't impact my career at all. I would solely use Zemzirs himself and be significantly happier. Hmm. So that phenomenon we were talking about where, you know, maybe people just use they, them because, you know, Although it's still gets pushed back, it's far more understood and recognized than some of these neo pronouns. Like that is in fact happening. And I, I could very much see in a corporate world, like you could just be fired f- with no cause for being trans or being gay. So like I could see not wanting to use the actual pronouns that you like and feel good to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, like this year we've heard it in the news a, a lot people adding their pronouns to their signatures in their email has gotten them fired because mm. people are all so fucking freaked out about it. Now imagine if, if people are that sensitive to me, a, a cis man putting he, him after <laughs> my email signature, much less using a set of, of non-standard or, or rare pronouns. Yeah. I, I, I think that that fear is founded is what I'm saying. It's unfortunate, yeah. but I, I think that, you know, it, it, it makes sense. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, in the Patreon segment, we will talk more about noun self pronouns um, mm-hmm. and what both what those are and their connection to people with autism. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in Patreon. Yeah. Okay. Patreon. Patreon. You get the good stuff. You get the good stuff. Well, so m- more about like linguistics, Kyle. Let's do it. The thing is, we're talking about pronouns in English, but there are other languages and there mm-hmm. are other languages that have pronouns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's this uh, there's a there's a couple of things that I want to talk about. First, first is that like English is crazy flexible. That's one of the reasons that it's so fucking hard to learn is like hmm. our spelling is all fucked up because we borrowed all of these words from all of these other languages because we have the flexibility that allows us to do that. And oh. um, the, the fact that we have a they for us to sort of co-opt for this purpose uh, is also like a built-in level of flexibility that um, it's so as difficult as it is in English for us to adapt to this, it's even harder in other languages. And I, I just, I want to, I want to talk about that, I guess. Yeah. Like, 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 well, you took Spanish for instance, right? Like mm-hmm. what is, what is the third person singular pronoun in Spanish? I guess. Yeah. There's L and mm. ella, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's like a no a third person you can use. Nah, instead that would be formal for you. Yeah, no, everything in Spanish, like every noun, even is masculine or feminine. If I'm talking about a chair, it's a it's feminine. It ends yep. in the female letter a, uh, so the chair is feminine. Like yep. every every noun is one of the two, so it's like even more built into the structure of their language you know, even beyond pronouns that, that 
nouns, all nouns have some kind of gender. Yep, absolutely. Well, and, and, um, so again, more on, more on Spanish, um, that's, uh, Latino is a, a, a male Latin person. Latina is a female Latin person. There is no other option, right? So right. we, we have Latinx, which like you can write, but it's, it's very clumsy to say. Yeah. And Argentina in Argentina, the capital Buenos Aires, which is a fairly progressive and safe place for queer people. But just last year in June of 2022, they passed a policy that forbade public educational institutions from using gender neutral language wow. on the basis gender neutral language is grammatically incorrect, causes developmental learning issues for students and is a corruption of the Spanish language. So Yikes. they, they specifically said you cannot say Latin X in public institutions in, in the city of Buenos Aires because it's not Spanish. So it's, it's pre- huh. pre- prescriptivist, right? Yeah. But I have heard before from, from a bunch of brown people in my life that like Latinx is some American white people bullshit. <laughs> I've, I've read mixed things on, there was an article on them.us, one of my favorite news sources that, that interviewed several different people and some people use it and some people don't, they have like, it's, it's not like, it's not a hundred percent. It's not fully caught on. So uh, yeah, I think it's people have a mixture of feelings about it. Yeah. And so I've heard when I was down there last year, I asked some people in the office, I had no idea that it was like part of the current conversation in Argentina. So I was, I was sort of surprised by their, like how uncomfortable they looked when I was just asking questions. Uh Now I realize it's because like that was being discussed like (laughs) while I was down there. Um, But I said like, what what are, what are the options? And they were saying maybe a, a E L L E. Oh, and, but, but basically they were trying to construct a third option and um, then we had this whole conversation about like, but it's still clunky and sounds weird to a native Spanish speaker. And what do we, what do we, what do we, what do we do about it? But uh, do you know the Sapir Whorf hypothesis? I have no idea what that is. It's not about Klingons at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Sapir Whorf hypothesis is this idea that your brain cannot properly conceive of something you don't have the language to describe. Hmm. And it, it's it's a uh, it's I grossly oversimplified it. It's not even supposed to be named the Sapir Whorf hypothesis because the 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 two people that it's named for um, Edward Sapir and Benjamin Lee Whorf they they never worked together. They never stated their ideas in forms of a hypothesis. But blah, 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 blah. It, it is it is this whole idea though that like in order to understand an idea you need to be able to say words for hmm. it. Yeah. And so like there's maybe a legit thing happening in all of these romance languages and, and other languages that have similar constraints that you, you might, your brain might not be able to fully comprehend the idea of a genderless person because you don't have the language to describe that. Hmm. And I don't know, I, like, like I kind of get it. I think that a lot of these issues, there's a lot of discomfort and hand wringing and, and, and right wing bigotry horseshit. And like a lot of things that comes from sort of an understandable discomfort, just that's being handled badly. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people can be, can feel discomfort around something that's brand new. That's pretty natural to, for humans. And then 
do with your discomfort, what do you do? Do you learn more about the topic and learn from people that identify that way or the group that you're learning about? Or do you just shut down and close off and say they're wrong? They're dumb. I'm right. You know, it's the discomfort is not the problem. Or try to destroy them. Right. Yes. That's yeah. It's annihilating to say I'm, I'm right. You're wrong. That's, that's, that's annihilating to begin with. But I mean, I mean, literally like try to legislate their rights away so that we can kill them or whatever. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So the discomforts, I think part of this conversation is that it is okay to be confused or uncomfortable or unsure or feel weird about neo pronouns. Like that part is fine. And the, the path then is let's learn a little bit more about it. Let's have conversations about it. Let's understand it. Let's understand it from people who use this kind of language to describe themselves. Um, that's part of why I wanted to include quotes. Like that's, that's I think the right way to manage the discomfort that you feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Another, another thing that I wanted to talk about. So in, in 2016, there was a bill introduced in Canada by Justin Trudeau's government and wanted to add gender identity and gender expression to the Canadian Human Rights Act hmm. and to the Criminal Code's hate crimes provisions. So the idea was that they were going to add to the definition of hate speech misgendering someone. Hmm. And there was this this discussion about neo pronouns in particular, which again are 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 like non-standard language, right? Like there has to be some grace for, for that. But the argument was that if you force somebody to use pronouns that they don't recognize or they disagree with, does that conflict with their right to freedom of expression under this, like our Mm -hmm. first amendment, but it's, it's the right to freedom of expression in the Canadian charter of rights and freedoms. Like if you, is that forcing somebody to say something that they, disagree with i just i think that whole thing is fascinating yeah what do you how do you feel about that uh oh kyle is this the like let's talk about our personal opinions yeah yeah let's do it i have a very easy time getting my head around singular they Hmm. i have a very hard time getting my head and heart around other examples that we've talked about Hmm. and I don't know how to process that. I don't know what to do about that except say that I'm working on it. Mm. But like I have an immediate, like very strong, negative, uncomfortable reaction to like Z as, Mm. as, as a thing. And when I try to pick apart, like why, like why do I feel like that? Yeah. With, With singular, they just like we discussed, it already exists in the language and it's been around for 700 years. And Anybody, no matter how much of an ignorant fucking bigot they are, understands like the somebody somebody came by earlier and dropped off a package for you. Who who were they? Like that you you don't need to know anything or like that just is automatically it's already in the language. You just need to like take that one little step, right? Yeah. But yeah, to yeah. to 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 well, I hate this phrasing. Like I understand that it's problematic, but like to make up new words and then expect me as a native speaker of that language to like adapt to that just really rubs me the wrong way. Like for all of my stuff about prescriptivism is dead. I still at my in my heart am a prescriptivist and I have to fight <laughs> that instinct all the time because I, I do, I, I, I do think it's the way people talk that matters, not what you say the rules are. Right. Um, but so you I, said, that, I mean, some, you talked about in the history that, 
some of these neo pronouns are not actually neo. <laughs> they are not actually right. new that they've come. They've been hundreds and hundreds of years ago were created by someone. Yeah. They're also not widespread. Right. Which, uh, I, which I don't know what, what the line is. Like when does something become common practice enough or like when is the critical mass reached that you need to just be over it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where that line is. I feel reasonably certain that singular they is definitely there and Mm -hmm. these others are not and that is uncomfortable yeah but how do you you have to get to that point somehow and you get there by some mass of people starting to do it and it you know if you if you need a critical mass in order for it to become part of the language then you need some people to start doing it (laughs) yeah and yeah and that's i think where we're at yeah, I, I also think that there's like, it's like the reverse of the Sapir Whorf hypothesis in a way. If you have an idea in your head and there are uh, words to describe it already, it, it, even if it's a limited number of words, you then you use them. Hmm. And like, if we have a gender nonspecific third person pronoun, they, hmm. is, isn't, that, isn't that the idea? Like the, the idea or the feeling is a non-gender specific way to identify people. We have one. We have one of those. Like, yeah. uh, so the idea that like he doesn't fit, she doesn't fit, they doesn't fit when like some pedantic part of me says like, well, those are all of the options, male, <laughs> female, or something else. Then, then like, what is the, what, what is the function of having even more? Uh, yeah. um, that's, that's hard for me to get my head around. Yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to, uh, we say like respect the way people want to be referred to. You even said that earlier, like respect people's, like the pronouns that they give you. And it's this kind of test that how, how strongly do you believe in that? You know, this kind of test that statement, do you actually believe that you should respect someone's pronouns regardless of what they are? Is there a bending point where you shouldn't respect someone's pronouns? Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting because I think it, I'm now I'm very much stuck on this. Like it's the idea that matters more than the language. And mm-hmm. like if I if I want to respect someone's masculinity, if I want to respect someone's femininity, if I want to respect that they are non-binary and are somewhere in between, do I have to do I have to respect their pronouns to respect the idea? I don't know. I I hope I'm making sense. I'm trying to like put my finger on what's going on, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think if it's something that's so your name, the pronouns you use are so personal. I think we make a big deal about these when it's, it's at its root. Sure. It's about pronouns, but even more so it's about your identity. If you respect my pronouns, then I know you respect my identity. And so I think the fact that it's so very personal and so connected with identity is what makes it such a big issue. If you don't use my pronouns, then I don't believe you support me as my identity and me as an individual. And that's what causes, you know, mental health issues and distress and suicide attempts is, is not people that don't respect your identity. Yep. Yep. Well, there's also something to be said for a pronoun is a replacement for someone's name. And there are, almost no parts of speech where you can't just use their name instead. Right. So just do that. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. And then, and then you don't, and then you don't have to struggle with it at all. 
Yeah. Yeah. Are you really being forced to use a pronoun or are, do you have ways or if you like so violently disagree with it, can you just use their name? And then that's a compromise that works for everyone. I don't know. Yep. I'm still stuck on this. Can you, I, can someone call you an asshole? Like, are you allowed to insult someone's identity and that's protected by free speech? Like, I don't know. At some point it becomes harassment and you're not allowed to harass people. So, you know, I think, I think we do have limits on free speech and free speech is not just, you can do and say anything you want and that's protected by the government. I think we have established limits to that. So if you misgender someone one time, I don't think that should be a violation of free speech that could just very well be an accident or you don't know their identity. But if you are repeatedly doing that, that's like following them around, calling them an asshole all day. Like you're that's that's sure. harassing someone. And that I think is fair for the government to step in and say that's not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, OK, so har- harassment is a is a pattern like you, yep. you can't yep. you can't you can't harass someone once. <laughs> um, right. I, guess, I guess you can sexually i mean um yeah. but like to to say i to say you're an asshole that's not that's not harassment right but to call you daily and let you know that i think you're an asshole that's that's a pattern that's yeah that's not great yeah but yeah maybe intent matters too i don't know i don't know man i definitely think intent matters because if you are trying if you are new to neo pronouns and you're trying and you mess them up that's way different than suddenly saying, I don't care about this and we'll call you whatever I want. You know, those can, mm-hmm. the behavior can look the same, but the intent is different. And that that's really important here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Another argument that people make is neo pronouns, make it harder for trans and non-binary communities to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something mm-hmm. that's an argument that I see online all the time. What, what do you think about that? Boy, I mean, I think, I, I, I think, I think that is an unfortunate truth. Hmm. Like I, I think, I think that, that, yeah, I, 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 I think that, that the vast majority of people in this country anyway, are unprepared for they much less something else hear that and think that it's ridiculous and laughable and will project that on the rest of the gender non-conforming community by extension. Should it be that way? Absolutely not. But I, I, I do think that's how it is. And yeah. I, I don't know what to do about that because it sucks. I mean, I think about in the 80s and 90s, the gay rights movement leaving behind trans people because they said it is harder for us to move our rights forward with trans people attached to yeah. us. And I, I think about, you know, times in the past where, where people have said a similar thing. And to me, this isn't, I agree with you that this may be a harder thing for people to swallow and that sucks. And I also think what we can do is then as a LGBT community say, no, these people are part of the community and we support them. So if, if it, I think we have to start with our, with our home, we have to start with us first and get all of us in line. Yeah. And to me, that means accepting people with neo pronouns, just like we do accepting people with singular they, them pronouns. Um, mm. so that we, if we're not even all in agreement, you know, how do we expect anyone else to get behind them? Yep. 
Ugh. Hmm. I know that we're going to talk about noun self pronouns in the Patreon yeah. segment, but I, I find those even more difficult to understand. And that makes it like I actively have to make myself like respect it or something. Like, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. I, I think what I have learned over the past several, uh, just so you know, like I am, in spite of everything I say, I have an initial discomfort or like question when I talk about neo pronouns, like, Oh, are you know, the same thing that probably right wing people say, are you just doing that to feel special? Why can't you use the language that's there? All that stuff. And then I read people's, you know, someone describing it like this pronoun fits me and fits my identity. And this is affirming and is who I am. And it costs me so little to use their pronouns. I have a little bit of learning gap I need to do to get used. I'm not used to them because I don't use them very often. So I would have to get used to if I, if there was someone in my life that said they wanted me to use them, it would take me a little bit to get over a hump, but it costs me very little to use their, the pronouns they say they want to use and it mm-hmm. gives them a whole lot. So it's like, what's, what's the big deal? So am I going to fight philosophically? I don't believe in your pronouns that you're using. Like, oh, it's just, it, it's, it's just someone saying, here's how to respect me. And here's my identity. Please respect my identity. And it costs me so little to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Kyle. You don't know what? I don't know. I don't know what to do. What do you mean? Mm, there is something. I guess I'm just back on the just, like, just username. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Where my brain went was like, uh, I was just the other day explaining to somebody your pronouns. And mm-hmm. I, I so rarely speak of you in the third person. I started stumbling over saying, well, they, this, he, that. And like went through this whole thing of like, for a couple of paragraphs, just using he, him completely for a couple of paragraphs, using they, them completely. Then trying a couple of paragraphs of like interchanging them as many times as I could like think to. And like, just that is, is like difficult enough. Mm. And if I just start saying Kyle instead, Holy (laughs) shit, that's easier, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then wondering like, but is that dismissive? Like, is that, is that a cop out? Because it's just, because it's easier. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think it is. (laughs) I think you get to avoid the, which honestly, like if that's what you need to do for now, if, if you need to kind of avoid it to avoid both feel comfortable talking and also respect the person using their name seems like a good compromise, but I still think it's worth having these like discussions yeah, yeah. Directly addressing the, the issue head on. Hmm. 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 I just think there are so many times when we as gay people say to other people, this is my identity and people don't believe us and it sucks. I've been in that experience. I've had that experience and I've felt like you don't, you don't know what it's like to be gay. You don't know what my experience of life is in my identity. And I'm telling you, this is what it is. And please respect Mm -hmm. that. I think that's what gay and lesbian people want. So Mm -hmm. I think that same thing happens when people say, use neo pronouns. They say, this is my identity and please respect that. 
and I need to trust their experience of the world. It is not mine. I am not used to it. This is a new concept for me, but this is their experience of the world. Mm -hmm. And there's so, so much anger and hate and violence and bad things going on in the world. If this is one thing I can do to help someone to help validate someone's identity, to help someone have a better day to help improve their life, then I think we should do it. Yeah. There's a cost benefit analysis there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. low cost for potentially yeah. high benefit. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, what else do we do it? Yeah. I think we did something. Hopefully we, I, what it's weird having this conversation because you're being authentic about where you're at with you, with this experience. And I think a lot of people are in a similar boat. So I don't think you're alone in where you're at. Mm -hmm. So I like and appreciate that. I just hope people understand that we're having these kind of earnest conversations about where we're at with things. And, you know, you even said it's something that you're thinking about and working on. I think you always do the right thing with when you're presented with new information, you think and reflect on that. You don't go the right wing way of attacking and being negative and mean. So I think it's okay to feel discomfort around this. I think it's okay to be in the place you're at. Yeah. And I hope people understand yeah. that. I hope so too. Otherwise I'm the asshole, which is not <laughs> a pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where we draw the line is people that are making fun of it by using fake pronouns. <laughs> you know, oh my like, God on grinder people who put just random shit in their preferred pronouns field. You're not funny. Stop it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think we did stuff. I think we had a useful conversation, hopefully. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, like, I, I don't know. What are your pronouns? Everybody send them in. Uh, yeah. Mash that subscribe button. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Ring the bell. <laughs> Ring the alarm. <laughs> oh God. Help me out. Uh, let's, should we take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are we back? We're back. We're back. We're going to do our gay straightest. We're going to do our gay straightest. But first, a few programming notes. We said some of this already, but tough shit. You're going to hear it again. Los Angeles <laughs> is sold out. You're too late. You missed the train. But uh, if you want to show up without a ticket uh, and just do the, the, uh, the meetup part, uh, we'll be in Los Angeles on September 10th uh, at 4 p.m. at Akbar. Our shit takes about, you know, a couple of hours. So if you show up around six, you could probably hang out. Yeah. Buy your tickets for Houston. The presale ends today on September 1st. The price go, prices go up six bucks. Uh, but we'll be at Kiki uh, on October 15th at noon. And our 350th is coming up. Send us questions and your T-shirt designs. Yes, please. And also, hey. Pride 48. Pride 48 is a thing. Pride 48 is doing their final live stream weekend. Um, the, the Back in the day when Pride 48 got started, the, it was a lot more difficult to stream out to the internet. And uh, so they, they've decided that that just isn't a service that they need to be doing anymore. So they're wrapping it up. The very last Pride 48 live stream weekend uh, is all weekend long, Friday the uh September 15th, Saturday, September 16th, and Sunday, September 17th. Our show, Gayish, is going to be live on the stream Sunday, September 17th at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, if you 
go to pride48.com. You can hear us streaming there. We'll also be streaming it to our Facebook. And uh, you can join in the Pride 48 chat by joining their Discord. Yeah, it's a lot of fun doing live streams. Yeah, it really is. Especially with Pride 48. God, that's so yeah. much live shit right in a row, Kyle. We're going to do our 350th, and then we're going to do a live show in LA, and then we're going to do Pride 48 live weekend. I'm going to be so tired of being live with you. <laughs> and then December is just dead December. That's right. Dead December. Dead December. A <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, local gay bar review. Woo. I want to talk to you about queer. <gasps> that's K-W-E-E-R. Queer Zurich. Oh. Zurich, Switzerland. Okay. And uh, this one's kind of interesting because uh, it's a coffee shop during the day, a gay ass coffee shop during the day, and it turns into a bar at night by opening this wall. But there's pride flags everywhere. Very interesting gender nonconforming people that were like the waitstaff and the baristas. The coffee was fucking great because the Swiss know how to do coffee, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had. Um, uh, non-gendered bathrooms that were super clean and I had to pee real bad. So that was nice. Uh, there's just lots of ages and genders and people visible. They gave us metal straws, which I appreciated. Hmm. Um, I am going to say four coffee colored dildos. <laughs> That's going to look really bad. You can't give, you can't Mike, you can't, you can't make okay. it a brown dildo. Okay, coffee uh, for for coffee beans for rainbow colored coffee beans. What do you want me to do, Kyle? It's, coffee. If, cups. if it was a bar, I'd be four dildos, but I didn't go during bar time. It was coffee time. Co- four coffee cups. Four coffee cups. <laughs> I just. Do you understand why it can't be a brown dildo, Mike? I just need you to. Get... I, I I I get it. Okay. I just disagree that that's inappropriate. It's, I think it's oh, on brand for us. <laughs> no, nope, nope. I This is the one time I draw a line and it's here. We found All the right. line. <laughs> Great. Great. Uh, well, uh, our website is gayishpodcast.com. You can join us on Facebook, Discord. Um, all of our contact information and socials are at gayishpodcast.com slash contact. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email, especially if you want to send in questions, is gayishpodcast plus 350. That's gayishpodcast plus sign 350 at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Gayish and Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Um, we're remote, so we're on delay. Go for it. You can do it. No, I edited all of that out, so they don't Great. know that there's a delay. It sounds like we're right there in the room next to each other. Well, you go, Kyle, he said for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> um, my gayest is uh, anytime you're in town on Thursdays, we have a game night, weekly game night, and uh, we I drank exclusively white wine and sparkling wine. Yeah, you I did. avoided all the reds and, and just went white, and I felt that was the the gay option. I'm glad too because I don't want that shit in my house. Get rid of it. Drink it. I I that's also part of it is like, well, I'm really warm because I just walked over here, and I know you're not going to drink it, so I'm doing you a favor by drinking all the white wine. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, no problem. My straightest is I'm watching the new Futurama that just came out on Hulu. They are again revamped, relaunched for like the third time or whatever, and uh, Futurama is like a straight dude show. Mm. is it like yeah of all of the cartoons is it the straightest that i know of yeah yeah 
I think of Rick and Morty as being pretty straight. Is that wrong? Oh, that's very straight. That's straighter. You're right. I've also mm. been, I've also watched the new season of that. So I got, I got both down. Great. What about you, Mike? Uh, well, the straightest thing about me this week was hopping into the Jeep and driving around town and um, reaching into my console and chewing gum. <laughs> I have gum in the Jeep and I chew gum. And I just, do gay people chew gum? I don't think that that's the thing. I, despite the oral fixation of being gay, I don't, <laughs> I just, I associate chewing gum as a straight guy thing. Yeah, I think so. Did, how, how long had that been in there? It was not great. It was like kind of, <laughs> kind of crunchy, <laughs> but whatever, you know, sure. It's a fair question. That makes it even straighter. The Jeep is disgusting. Uh, <laughs> and then the gayest thing about me this week uh, was walking around in my gay ass tank top and holding hands with a boy in Burien, which is a Seattle suburb. Um, and uh, fearing for my life. I think that's a thing that gay people do. <laughs> yes, that's very gay. I mean, it's not Seattle. So anytime you're like gay in a like not normal place, it you're just aware of how gay you is. It's yeah. You forget that you don't have to hide yourself in the big liberal parts of the city. <laughs> when you go other places, you're like, oh, fuck, this is this is what it's like. Yep. Yep. Uh, this week we have a gay sustratus that was sent to us via voicemail, which, hey, word of the wise, if you send it to us as a voicemail, we'll probably play it. Yep. This comes to us from Jessica. Kyle, my name's Jessica. I'm from Maryland. Um, I wanted to submit my gayest and straightest of the week. My gayest is driving six hours for a weekend trip to visit my girlfriend, during which we went to a farmer's market, pointed out all the other gays we saw there, which was a lot, and I purchased a pot with boobies on it. My straightest is very hard to come up with, so I'm just going to go with the fact that I am actually very good at math. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you for sending that in, Jessica. We appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you. And I agree, doing doing math is is straight. Yep. So. <laughs> 100%. Ooh, I just did math. Uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did it. I think we did it. Thank you to anyone who uses neo-pronouns that got to the end of this episode. <laughs> if you did, yeah. you're, we appreciate you most of all. And, and a, a big thank you to Weirwolves. Yeah. I didn't expect them to come up in our episode about neo pronouns, but hey, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Um, I also <laughs> want to thank our super gap bridgers, Kit Oliver, Andrew Bugby, William Bryant, Christopher M, John Crowley, Stephen Porch, Yost Osel, Harry Shaw, Josh Copeland, Jonathan Montanez, Wadu, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Michael Covington, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Thomas B, Timothy Sora, Disty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Cachatorians, and Jerome York. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your money. For your money. Uh, uh, that's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cacciatore Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week live for Q&As. Get those questions in, you bitches. We didn't make one joke about Neo from the Matrix. Oh, it was on my list. And then I decided you would hate it. <laughs> I just, I just expect certain things from you. And I expected that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs>